Hello, and welcome to Murder, She Spoke. I'm Caitlin Malley, and I'm your host of this podcast. Okay, guys, so I just came back from a beautiful weekend in the Rocky Mountains in Golden, BC. We were up in the Kicking Horse Resort there. It was so, so nice. Um, We got up there on the Thursday night and came back last night. It was just so freaking amazing. So... Um, I'm actually recording this episode or the beginning of this episode at work right now um, just because I wanted to release it today so um, it was just so nice and then Chris's parents actually rented a cabin on Bragg Creek so we're hanging out there for the rest of the week now so I drove him there this morning and it was just such a pretty drive like I wish I could live out in the countryside there because it's just so freaking beautiful so um yeah, I got to see um, a mummy deer and her three fawns, so that was really fun. Yeah, it was really nice. So, yeah, the weekend was great. Um, I guess, you know, just so good to, like, get out of the city and just relax and have nothing else to do but literally relax. Like, it's it's so great. We had the most delicious food, and my mom made a homemade curry, and we had... Um, what else we have we had our, obviously our turkey dinner and then the next day we had leftovers from there so really it was just a nice weekend and lots of drinking wine and playing games we played so many games and Chris's dad usually goes to bed <clears throat> at like got like 11 o'clock and there was a one night where he stayed up to like 3 30 in the morning so we were stoked about that so that was really fun um and yeah I guess that's all that I really did this weekend um and I'm just excited for this week now of just relaxing out in Bragg Creek but uh yeah so some of the things I've watched in the past week that I wanted to let you guys know about is um the American murder the neighbor next door now it's all over the internet I watched it about two weeks ago but of course I'm recording this episode um I couldn't talk about it until today but it is one of the most fucked up documentaries I've ever watched in my whole life and um, I'm going to wait a little bit because I definitely want to do an episode on this but there's just so many new things coming out right now because of this documentary and people are like interviewing him in prison and stuff so there's a lot more coming from that that I can't wait to, to talk about um, but if you haven't watched it yet go watch it, it's on Netflix prepare yourself because it is an insane story um it also is it's probably just as insane as um abducted in plain sight about the neighbor who just blatantly just took the daughter and the parents didn't think anything of it you know it's just one of those ones where it just grips you immediately um and it's just very well produced as well. They have like all real footage from like the police officers and um, the interview and everything. So you really got to watch it and let me know what you think about it. Always message me. Let's talk about it because I love talking about these things and hearing what people think about it. Um, and then I guess something else that happened last week, or I guess it was probably the week before now, but the Trump caught coronavirus and everyone in my house is very happy about that because uh, we're not the biggest fans of him <laughs> uh, we actually had a friends giving dinner um not last friday but the friday before that and we actually cheers to Trump getting coronavirus now anyone else who they got it obviously that's so sad but you know he's not the biggest believer in it and it's probably what he deserved 
but uh, yeah, no, it was um, it was quite funny. I mean, it could all be a hoax, you know. You never know with him. But uh, we were all pretty stoked about that. Um, so yeah, those are kind of some things that have been going on. Um, I still am waiting for people to send in some more stories. I've got lots already, but um, I'll lean a couple of more just for the next few weeks of Halloween. Um, I'm really excited about the story that's at the end of this episode today because it is so creepy. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's going on. So please don't forget to send me in any of your stories. And remember, it doesn't have to be, you know, I guess completely scary but something freaky that happened to you because I definitely think there's um there's some there's some stuff out there that's hard to explain and it might not be to do with the paranormal but you never know um so yeah if you have anything along those lines that'd be absolutely fantastic but uh let's just jump right in now to this next episode that we're going to be doing um it's going to be on Josef Fritzl so prepare yourselves guys because this is a really fucked up one all right guys so here we are jumping into episode seven um and in today's episode we're going to be talking about the disgusting creepy yosef fritzel um if you don't know this case i suggest if you want, before or after you even listen to this podcast, go to Netflix and look up Encounters with Evil and look up the episode, uh, Yosef Fritzl. It is the most messed up thing I've ever heard of. And I'm still in like disbelief that this could even happen for like this long a time and nobody find out about it, especially when you start to get into the details of the case. It is so, so fucked up. Also, my apologies if you can hear my family moving around upstairs um they just came back from camping so it's gonna be a little loud you can probably hear them stomping around actually this very minute um joys of film or recording in the basement uh always can't record at the best time there's always gonna be someone in the house but um anyways yeah so this is such a messed up story but i i just i love it for the fact of like how fucked up it is that literally he got away with this for so so long so um the fritzel case first emerged in 2008 when a woman named elizabeth fritzel born um april 6 1966 told police in the town of anstead in austria that she'd been held captive for 24 years by her father Josef fritzel and i always want to keep saying schnitzel I had to correct myself a few times. I'm like, Josef Schnitzel. Anyways, so Josef Fritzel. So Fritzel had assaulted, assaulted, sexually abused, and raped her numerous times during her imprisonment inside the concealed area in the basement of their family home. So first off, she's been held captive for 24 years from the age of 18 in her family home in a confined area in a basement. I could not believe those when i first heard that i was like this is fucking insane so the abuse by elizabeth's father resulted in the birth of seven children three of them remained in captivity with their mother and one died just days after birth in the hands of uh, joseph fritzel who disposed the body 
and uh, the other three were brought up by Fritzel to his wife, Rosemary, having been reported as foundlings. So he came up with the bright idea that his daughter, a runaway, that's why no one suspected a thing because they thought she was a runaway and she was gone forever. Um, she would bring back three of these kids and leave them on the front doorstep because she couldn't raise them herself. So then the mother felt obligated. So she didn't even question it. Like there'd be like a, a note that was handwritten by her saying that, you know, I can't take these kids anymore. So she never thought anything of it. And, you know, social services came and approved them as being fit parents and everything. Even though he was in a shit ton of debt um, due to probably uh, providing for a comp- like a whole other family in a basement. Um... But yeah, so um, let alone like building this confined area as well probably cost him an arm and a leg. So anyways, that's why three kids got to live upstairs. And very creative way of doing that. You know, he's like, okay, well, it makes sense our daughter's run away. She's an unfit mother. So she's dropping them off instead of, you know, something terrible happening to them. So anyways, um, that's why there was three up- upstairs in the in the family home. So Joseph Fritzel was born on uh, April 9th in 1935 in Amstead in Austria. In 1956, at the age of 21, he married 17-year-old Rosemary, born um, September 23rd, 1939, with whom he had three sons and four daughters, including Elizabeth, who was born on April 6, 1996. Fritz reportedly began abusing Elizabeth in 1977 when she was only 11 years old. What a fucking douchebag. Uh, after completing compulsory education at age 15, Elizabeth state, uh, started a course to become a waitress, which I didn't actually know you could do that unless it was like maybe for like a cruise ship or like a really fancy restaurant. Um, in January of 1983, she ran away from home and went into hiding in Vienna with a friend from work. She was found by police within three weeks and returned to her parents. And she rejoined her waitress course and finished it in like the mid-84 and was offered a job in a nearby town. So basically then this kind of helps people believe or police uh, believe the fact that she is a runaway um, when she first went missing when she was 18 because she tried to do it so many times but it was always brought home. So she already probably just didn't feel safe around her father being abused at the age of uh, 11 and starting to run home, run away from home from like 14, 15, 16 so it was no, she was no stranger to running away basically is how the cops kind of felt about it. So when she did run away at the age of 18 and she never came home, that was no surprise at all. Um, so this kind of worked out in uh, Fritzl's, um, I guess, honor, which is really frustrating because I'm like, fuck, like, you know, it's just how he got away with it so easily. So on August 28th in 1984, after Elizabeth turned 18, Fritzl lured her into the basement of the family home saying he needed help carrying a door. So this door that she's helping him carry down was the last piece basically to the puzzle of this basement. It was like he was actually assembling it and that was it. She was going to be locked in there for 24 years of her life. Um, which is so fucked. So, um, yeah, basically after Elizabeth was held the door in place, Fritzl fitted it into the frame and then he held an ether soaked towel to his daughter's face until she was unconscious. And then he threw her into the chamber. And then that was the last that her mother or any of her friends saw her for the next 24 years. After Elizabeth's disappearance, 
Rosemary filed a missing persons report. Almost a month later, Fritzel handed over a letter to the police after um, the first of several forced handwritten letters that Elizabeth would have to do, which is just heartbreaking. So this mother gets a letter. It kind of like all adds up. It's like, okay, she's ran away. Now we have a letter that's signed and it's in her writing. It doesn't look like it's forced, even though it was very much so forced. Um... So the letter was postmarked brand new, which is like a different part of like Austria. Um, stated that Elizabeth was tired of living with her family and was staying with a friend. She warned her parents not to look for her or she would leave the country. Fritzl told police that she most likely joined a religious cult. Which I'm like, great. Good one. You're giving all the police all these ideas. So over the next 24 years, Fritzl visited Elizabeth in the hidden ch- chamber almost every day. Or a minimum of three times a week bringing food and supplies. Um, after his arrest he admitted um, that he repeatedly raped her. Elizabeth gave birth to seven children during the uh, captivity. Which is just absolutely heartbreaking. Like I honestly like seven fucking children over 24 years. And she's only 18 years old. Um. And for the first five years, she was actually alone. So she's literally just locked down there. And you would just go fucking insane. I would lose my mind. I would absolutely lose my mind. Over the next 24 years, um, he raped and, you know, she had to give birth by herself to these seven children. And unfortunately, one child did die after birth and three, Lisa, uh, Monica and Alexander were removed from the cellar as infants to live with the Fritzl, with, live with Fritzl and his wife, Rosemary, who were approved by social uh, workers, authorities um, as foster parents, which is crazy. And like, even if they were infants, like three or four, like, were they just like threatened with their life not to say a single thing about like, you know, where's my mommy, even if they were like two or three. I, I I think it would just be very hard maybe in mother's eyes she's like yeah well they are wondering where their mom is because he got left on the front porch you know like and I do actually feel very bad for Rosemary like the mother of Elizabeth because it's just so so heartbreaking um and she has no idea what's going on like she's just being played the fool I think so anyways maybe other people think that she was in on it but I really really do not think she was official said that Fritzl um you know would very plausibly explained how the infant and children appeared on the doorstep and you know um they were getting frequent visits by social workers as well and nothing ever arose of their uh, suspicions which is just pure madness i honestly was just like it's just to me it was insane and of course like you know they probably look like the daughter and everything so they never questioned anything about these just weren't some like random kids so um yeah basically they were getting numerous you know calls and stuff and everything just seemed totally fine following the fourth child's birth in 1994 fritzl allowed the enlargement of the prison um from 30 35 to 55 uh sorry 380 to 590 square foot putting elizabeth and her children to work for years digging out soil with their bare hands fuck that this summer my dad made me dig a hole and i can't even tell you how big the hole was it wasn't even that big and i literally thought my life was going to end i me and my sister spent like nine hours in the roasting hot summer heat 
just digging this hole with you know water and we were in the sunshine getting the tan and we had shovels and stuff and I literally hated every second of my life absolutely hated it I do not like doing garden shit absolutely not and it was hard like a whole nine hours doing that and it was only a tiny little hole just to put um you know an extension of our deck on it I was like fuck this so imagine building a whole other room with just your bare hands and digging for probably I would say months on end absolute hell I would hate that I'd be like okay just whack me over the head with a shovel for god's sake like I'm sick of it so um the captives had television radio and video cassette player food would be stored in a refrigerator and cooked heated on hot plates Elizabeth taught the children to read and write at times Fritzel shut off their lights or refused to deliver food for days to punish them like oh you sick bastard like literally I cannot think of what you would do for 24 years of your life that poor young girl oh so Fritzel told Elizabeth and the three children who remained Kirsten, Stefan and Felix they would be gassed if they tried to escape which is terrifying and like you don't if he could hold you, if he could hold you captive, you don't even want to question what he could do to you. You know, otherwise, if if you um try to escape, so I would believe anything he would say. But okay, this guy is not fucking around. So investigators concluded that this was just an empty threat to frighten the captives. There was no gas supply in the basement. Um, he stated after his arrest that he told them that they would receive an electric shock and die if they uh, meddled with the cell door. Which is so crazy. Could you imagine your dad doing that to you? Like, fuck's sake. God. According to Fritzl's sister-in-law, Christine, he went into the basement every morning at 9am um, to draw plans for ma- uh, machinery that he was going to do. Because he was an electrical engineer. So he's just like, this is my workspace. Don't enter. Blah, blah, blah. Which I'm like, in my family, we don't really respect each other's private space. It's so bad. I'm like, Dad, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, can I come? Can I see? So that just wouldn't work in our house. We're all nosy Nellies. Um, but I just can't believe he got away with it for that long. Often he stayed in there for the night and did not allow his wife to bring him coffee. A tenant who rented the ground floor of the room of the house for 12 years claimed he heard noises from the basement, which Fritzl explained. There was faulty pipes. Could you imagine later on you find out that there is basically a whole fucking family living underneath you and you never decided to question it because you were like, okay, it's just faulty pipes. Like, I'm going to think about that next time I hear the pipes creaking in my house. I'm like, is there someone underneath here that I don't know about? But seriously, like, it's mad. I just, I couldn't believe that. So, um... On the 19th of April 2008, Fritzl agreed to seek medical attention after Kirsten, the eldest daughter, fell unconscious. She was extremely, extremely sick and malnourished, like all these kids were. And Elizabeth helped him carry Kirsten out of the chamber and saw the outside world for the first time in 24 years. She was not allowed to leave the chamber, just the daughter. Fritzl forced her to return to the chamber where she remained for a final week. Kirsten was taken by ambulance um, straight to like the emergency room because she was literally so, so malnourished to a local hospital and um, she was admitted for serious condition of life-threatening kidney failure. Fritzl later arrived to the hospital claiming to have found a note written by Kirsten's mother. He discussed Kirsten's condition to the note with a doctor, Albert Rattier. Uh, medical staff found aspects of Fritzl's story puzzling 
and alerted police on the 21st of April, who then broadcast an appeal to the public media for the missing mother who to come forward and provide additional information for Kirsten's medical history. So this guy is fucking shitting himself. He is like, oh fuck. He's like, I've raised suspicion now. He's like, I need to act fast. And what he does is just so... Oh, like I just hate him. And the daughter must be like, I if I could put my hands around your neck, she just must be so infuriated. The police opened the case following Elizabeth's disappearance. Frisrell repeated... Um, his history about Elizabeth being in the cult and presented what he claimed was just the quote most recent letter from her dated January 2008 posted from the town of Kematin I have no idea I know like I know basically it's like one small town is very close to like Vienna it's not too far from there so I'm so sorry if I'm like mispronouncing any of these names and the police contacted Manfred Wolf it looks like Wolfart. I it probably is Wolfart. Um, so I'm just gonna say it's Wolfart. Um, a church officer expert on cults who raised doubts about the existence of the uh, Fritzl describes. He noted that Elizabeth's letters seemed um, dictated and oddly written, which I'm glad somebody is you know, um, finally suspecting this. And they're not even a police officer. They literally work in a church. Elizabeth pleaded with Fritzl to be taken to hospital. On the 26th of April, he released her from the cellar along with his son, Stefan Felix, bring them upstairs. He said Elizabeth went to hospital with Kirsten being treated on the 26th of April, excuse me, of 2008. Following a tip-off from Rittier and Yosef and Elizabeth were at the hospital. Police detained them in the hospital grounds and took them to police station for questioning. So he's like, oh my God, like, how he got away with this is ridiculous he's like you know what she's came back she's so worried about her daughter so you know she wanted to come back uh, you know from the uh, request of police to give more medical history and he's like isn't this great our whole family is back together and look at all these kids she has like i'm so happy and he's just it's just so twisted and fucked up that he could even come up with that idea like this guy is on a fucking roll um, so Elizabeth did not provide police with more details until they promised her that she would never have to see her father again. Over the next two hours, she told the story of 24 years in captivity. So when Elizabeth first actually came to the police, they didn't believe her. They thought that she uh, abused her daughter and her other three kids, or sorry, two kids, and um, basically saying that, you know, uh, she's just, they're basically saying to her that you know, you were the one who was, you know, mistreating them and abusing them and yada, yada, yada. And now all of a sudden you're coming out with this story. And thank God they started to like listen and understand her and they got her side of the story. So Elizabeth told the police that Fritzl raped and forced her to watch pornographic videos, which he made her reenact with him in front of the children in order to humili- humiliate her. Like, I can't imagine the amount of trauma that this woman is put through like ptsd to the absolute fucking max um shortly after midnight police officers completed the interview fritzel aged 73 was arrested on the 26th of april on suspicion of serious crimes against family members during the night 
on the 27th of April, Elizabeth, her children, her mother Rosemary were taken into care. Police and Fritzel told investigators how to enter the basement chamber through a small hidden door opened by a secret keyless entry code. So the police actually, when they first tried to go into this basement, they could not find the entryway to this basement at all. They actually had to wait until they got a detailed, um, I guess walkthrough of how to get into this basement that's how well hidden it was so I bet you even if Rosemary went down there and she was like suspicious of something she wouldn't be able to find jack shit so the fact that he hid it that well the police couldn't find it until he he gave him like a you know a very very detailed walkthrough they probably would have never found what was in there so on the 29th of April it was announced that DNA evidence confirmed Fritzl as the biological father of his daughter's children his defense lawyer, Rudolf Mayer, said that although the DNA test uh, proved incest, evidence was still needed for allegation as, of rape and enslavement. On the 1st of May, Daily Press Conference, Austrian police said that Fritzl forced Elizabeth to write a letter to previous years indicating that he may have um, been planning to release her and the children. The letter said that she wanted to come home, but, quote, it's not possible yet. End quote. Police believe Fritzl was planning to pretend to have rescued his daughter from a fictitious cult. Uh, police spokesman Franz Polzer said police plan to interview at least 100 people who had lived in the tenants of the Fritzl apartment building for the previous 24 years. So, you know, he definitely was coming up with this elaborate plan to be like, oh yeah, like before, you know, the police actually started getting involved of how he was going to release her and like you know where she might have been but unfortunately that all came crumbling down and he had to like work really fast so the fritzel property in um, amsterdam is a building dating from around 19 1890 and your building was added after 1975 um when fritzel applied for a building permit of extension with a basement in 1983 building inspectors visited the site and verified the new extension had been built according to the dimensions of the specified permit fritzel had illegally enlarged the room by excavating space for a much larger, larger basement concealed by walls around 1981 or 1982 according to his statement fritzel stated he turned the hidden cellar into a prison cell and installed a wash basin toilet a hot plate and refrigerator in 1983 he added more space creating a passageway pre-existing um to like the other part of like the basement um and he only knew like where that was so that was very very secretive uh, the concealed cellar had a five meter long corridor and a storage area and three small open cells connected by narrow passageways and a basic cooking area with bathroom facilities followed by two sleeping areas which were equipped from two beds each. It covered the area of approximately 590 square foot, which is tiny. Um, the cell had two access points, a hinge door that weighed over 500 kilograms um, 1100 pounds uh, which is thought to have become unusable over the years because of its weight and the metal door uh, enforced concrete and the steel rails weighed at least 650 pounds and measure- measured one meter 3.3 foot high and 60 centimeters wide it was located behind the shelf of fritzel's basement workshop protected by electronic code entered using the remote control unit so like i said he's an electrical engineer so he could have figured out all this. Like, this is not, like, you know, difficult stuff for him to do. 
And you know, even like in this day and age, like it's very, very easy to get all that stuff. It's not, you know, hard. I mean, this was in the 80s, but still. In order to reach the door, uh, five locking basement rooms had to be crossed. To get to the area where Elizabeth and her children were held, eight doors in total needed to be unlocked, of which two doors were additionally secured by electronic locking devices. So even if they tried their absolute hardest, they probably wouldn't have got out. Um, so lucky enough, they did. And it was all because one of the daughters were sick. And it was the fact that he like was okay to like let them out I just thought was mad like I couldn't believe it when I did hear that I was like okay like he really doesn't he really isn't just gonna let this daughter die even though like a son who was very sick at the time he just died and killed him himself um and got rid of the body and everything but whatever it was about this uh I think she was 19 17 or 19 um he let her go to the hospital like he just let that one thing slip so I want to talk a little bit about like Elizabeth here because she is honestly the main victim and the kids, you know, and this one is like just from like an article that I uh, am just reading off of right now because it's, it's very, very detailed and some of the stuff has been like repeated through here, but um, they talk, it's very hard to actually find like her side of the story, how she felt because um, she kind of went into hiding after because um, I think she was 42 when she came out um but it, it's just mad that you know it was 24 years of her life and there's still to this day um no interviews of her even talking about like what her life was like there's nothing really on like her side other from just like these few bits that i found like this art article so perhaps the worst fears for elizabeth she said to be as deeply distressed agreeing to talk to doctors and detectives only the, the promise that she will never have to see her father again at the age of only okay so she's 42 at the age of only 42 her crudely cut hair was completely white so she had like a dreadful haircut like you just tell and it he cut it out of like just pure bully and just being mean and um it completely turned gray probably from the stress and just lack of nourishment that she needed um her lips were shunken around her toothless gums like all her teeth were just rotted to the absolute core her face deeply lined and her body painfully thin her skin almost transparent Uh, actually um in one part of the documentary police say she literally looked like a ghost she was just so and that's actually true like that that's that's a common thing when people are people are held captive they um they do just look extremely unhealthy um like ghost-like um so according to forensic psychiatrist dr gertram she had been destroyed by all means um of all those fritzel's damage she was the only one to know she was a victim like it's just so sad to think that even when she's writing these letters she's like no i know this isn't the truth this is so scary and so sad if she can live with her children again, it will be because her desire to be a mother. So, like, obviously she wants to have these kids, even though they have this, like, horrible, traumatic tie, like, with her father. Um, it's just absolutely horrendous that, you know, what these kids are even going to be like. You know, some of those kids are probably, like, my age now. Um, 
which is so sad and like again they're probably fucking traumatized to no end um police photographs of the cellar room show narrow stone line passageway uneven floors and ceilings no higher than five foot and there was a um a cooker a washing machine freezer as well as a television video and radio a small area house and lavatory sink and tiny shower all rooms were lit by harsh strip lighting the pictures show how elizabeth definitely tried to decorate grab um like with drabs and stuff hanging from you know just like shelves that makeshift shelves and everything um on the grimly white bathroom tiles area painted yellow uh snail with green shell and purple octopus a child's drawing of a flower and a fish and stickers of stars in the sun all them were like cellar children had ever seen except the television which was on all day no photographs have been released of uh, the two tiny rooms where all four slept on rubber it was like all rubber padded as well and it's also believed that that's where fritzel had sexually abused and where she had also potentially gave birth um, without any absolutely any medical attention um which childbirth i mean i'm not i'm no mother but i know that it is no walk in the park and everyone i ever hear is like give me the drugs like i want all the drugs when i'm giving birth it's like the most painful thing ever and she had to go through seven natural births with no medical attention how that woman is still alive to this day i do not know and how most of those kids are still alive is just fucking beyond me and all the area measured 60 square meters with Fritzl enlarging his as his family grew, but the area is confined. The police are uh, police officers are examining. It to, they were examining it, um, and there was severe lack of oxygen, which means you know not a lot of oxygen going to your brain. You're compl- you're always fatigued. You can't think straight. Like it's it's mad. For Elizabeth, there was no way out. Fritzl threatened uh, poisonous gas would be pumped in if he tried to overpower them. Or if they tried to overpower him, which we already discussed, like that there was no evidence of that happening. So, you know, these could have all been threats, but still that threat alone is so terrifying. You definitely just wouldn't want to question it. Um, so basically throughout the years, Fritzel lived in a grotesque dungeon life with relish. Um, according to his wife's sister, Christina, he went to the cellar all the time and nobody even questioned it um he watched motor racing on television with his children and a bizarre attempt to playing a normal father would buy toys to children and play with them Ugh, just like such a creep oh and by the way the picture of this guy is just disgusting he bought elizabeth clothes sometimes she chose them out of a catalog on other occasions other occasions um he would choose them himself friends he holidayed with oh yeah so this guy another reason why he's in so much debt he was just going on all these extravagant holidays and you know hooking up with like all these different types of women and in one he was in thailand and they saw him like picking out like a glittery evening dress with like lingerie out of market clearly uh which was not for his aging wife um when he released that he had been spotted, he joked about having a bit on the side. Not for a minute did they suspect it could be his daughter, which is so fucked up. Like he's choosing like these like grotesque dresses for like his like daughter, and it's just ugh. Like what on earth goes through people's heads? I just can't imagine. But 
the thing is too like a lot of people are like questioning like well what who watched them when you went on these like all these like elaborate holidays like vacations and he's like oh he's like no one nobody watched them so he'd be gone for weeks on end and nobody would be brought down like fresh food everything was just like left down there for them to deal with for weeks on end like literally the last thing he'd probably think about um but it's clear now that he wants elizabeth whom he would call liz dress up in the parade around um like parade around him and dance for him and um he just held her captive in a a cell like a miserable cell that he would which was her home like it's just so depressing um some upbringing but elizabeth was determined to do the best that she could though there was no book she watched adventure films and on the television and made up stories about princesses and pirates to her children quote their mother thought that taught them um some reading and writing though elizabeth herself lost much of her uh, childhood knowledge because of years of sexual abuse end quote said chief inspector leopold etz upstairs the three other children continued to thrive doing well at school playing the trumpet and were regularly seen on saturday nights laughing and joking at their grandfather and mommy as they called rosemary um it was elizabeth's uh, primary instinct as a mother to desperately save her child finally led to her father's arrest realizing that kirsten was seriously ill uh, she managed to take the girl to Amsterdam General Hospital. She slipped a secret desperate note into her daughter's pocket telling doctors that she had given her cough medicine and aspirin. Please help her. Kirsten is really terrified of other people. She was never in a hospital, she wrote, end quote. Um, adding on one line message after her daughter, Kirsten, please stay strong until we see each other again, end quote. So she was quick thinking like that dad or sorry shouldn't even say dad that pedophile fuck um literally wouldn't even thought of looking in her pocket for a note and i mean you'd think he would because he seems to be so on his a game but they always end up slipping up one way or another upon reading it doctors immediately made a tv appeal for her to come forward when elizabeth saw it she ordered fritzel to take her and he did like surprisingly he fucking did um accompany her on the journey that would then lead to his arrest in the hospital grounds at the end of the nightmare which began a quarter of a century earlier on the 28th of august 1984 she was reported missing but police and neighbors supposedly even her own mother believed that Fritzl's explanation that she had run away to join a secret cult. They believed it. They're like, yep, sure. A letter which was forced to write arrived at the house a month later, reinforcing her to lie. Um, it told parents that she was making a new life for herself and they should never search for her, ever. Fritzl um, singled Elizabeth out early, uh, the fourth of his seven children by his wife. She was still an infant. When in 1967, he was sentenced to 18 months for climbing through an open bedroom window and raping a sleeping woman in an Austrian city um, where she was working as an electrical, where he was working as an electrical engineer. Investigations have shown that he also was convicted of attempted rape um, and an incident of exposure. So already, okay, first of all, I want to know why Rosemary stuck around with him. Like, what the fuck were you doing, Rosemary? Um, obviously, <laughs> there's something going on there that I don't know about and there's nothing really to talk about in that case. But my God, what on earth? Um, 
So, however, these were expunged from his record 15 years later in the line of the Austrian law. Social workers found no trace of the convictions um, while rubber stamping the paperwork that allowed him to adopt Elizabeth's children into foster care. By then, he was sealing a successful landlord, renting flats and family homes uh, to four of the premises he owned, as well as running a lakeside pub and a campsite. Family friends remember Elizabeth as a very withdrawn and sly child. Paul Horace, 69, uh, first met Fritzl on holiday in 1973 and visited the Amsterdam house several times and noticed that she had gotten slapped for every small thing. So he's also abusing his, like, his wife as well. I, I honestly, my my heart does go out to her. Like, she probably got the shock of her fucking life. The domineering and, um, uh, with all his children, Fritzl appeared to treat Elizabeth even more brutality than her siblings. Um, and he got, he imprisoned her and, quote, he did not like her very much, uh, end quote. When she reached the age of 11, he, the abuse started again, or sorry, it, 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 sorry, it started, like, more you know aggressively um from then on elizabeth would be raped by her father regularly in his car during forest walks even the same cellar that would become a prison which is so 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 sad at the age of 16 she twice attempted to run away from home as we had talked about before and three years later there was no possibility of escape the chambers were um so well hidden that the police initially failed to find them until Fritzl guided them through five different rooms to the cellar. Uh, to his work, uh, there he concealed behind the shelves, leaving with paint and cans and containers, a three-foot-high reinforced 60-pound uh, concrete door secured electronically. Though adamant that he had no accomplice, police are struggling to explain how he could have uh, fitted it alone. There are signs that Fristel was planning to release them. He made Elizabeth write a letter in which she said she wanted to come back, but, quote, it's not possible just yet, end quote. Uh, quote, perhaps uh, he was worried that he couldn't keep doing this forever, end quote, said Colonel Franz Polzer, a police chief of Lower Austria, or perhaps he was no longer attracted to his anemic, ailing daughter, who now looked like as old as his, her mother, his wife, Rosemary. And so that is the story of uh, Joseph Fritzl. Um, It is a really, really tough one. Uh, It's super sad and just so fucked up at the same time um, that that is even possible. But it did happen. And there's lots of... um, I got that one article I got was from the independent and that had like a little more detail about like her again like I said there isn't a lot and I wish I could do much more on her than him because he's just a little pig but um yeah it it is it's, it's a very very hard story but again go on Netflix look up encounters with evil and then you'll find this episode encounters with evil is like probably one of my best like true crime um documentary or docu-series i guess you kind of say it just has like every and like i'm gonna be doing like a lot of um a lot of stuff from those shows so um, and actually um the west murders are actually on there as well so that's one i definitely want to that i've talked about but it's one you should definitely look up and um have a watch it's very very good um but anyway so that is in that story so for my story today that I'll be doing for you guys, it's one that my cousin Ella told me. Um, 
And we're actually renting a cabin in Montana down in the States. Like, I think it was like two summers ago. And we're all kind of sitting around the fire. And we're all telling spooky stories. And like, my grandma was there. And like, you know, my auntie and uncle, my cousins, the Murphys, and then my family as well. My dad was actually back home in Ireland at the time with my granny. So he couldn't be there for that trip. But um, so we're all telling a story. And then Ella decides to tell this horrifying story of when she was doing her leaving cert exams i think it was like the night before her graduation or like the night before like her final exam she was lying in bed and she had heard everyone had gone to bed so they live in a gorgeous house in like county galway in ireland and was kind of on like a verge of county galway and county mayo and um she was sleeping in bed and she heard hannah who sleeps on the main floor with her go into bed she heard her close the door she'd heard everyone go upstairs so everyone was asleep and so then she was just trying to like kind of like tossing and turning tossing and turning and she's just like lying flat in bed when her bedroom door opens and can i just add to they live in like literally the middle of nowhere they live in a beautiful countryside a big massive long driveway down to their house like it's literally like beautiful you'd never think like anything scary would happen out there so someone comes into her room and they go and they touch her leg like they literally grab at the bottom of her leg like her ankle and are just like holding it and she's in it's pitch black she can't see a single thing and then they go back out to the door and they turn off and on the light and they close the bedroom door and then all of a sudden after that like she's like she literally thinks it's like her sister hannah like she's like who the fuck is this and like no noise nothing it's just pitch black and someone's touching her leg and then all of a sudden they go to the light switch and they turn it off and on but the way that her bedroom door is and where the light switch is is the bedroom door is pretty much closed and the hand was just turning off and on the light and she remembers the hand being very very cold in her leg as well which is so scary so then right after that then she sees these huge headlights shining in through her window so the way her bedroom window faces is faces the top of the laneway but there's loads of like little trees and stuff like that down along the laneway and she sees like these headlights not coming down the driveway but like shining down the driveway like really really bright so anyways then the next morning ella gets up and they're all having breakfast around like the breakfast table or the dinner table or whatever and um she's like who the hell like came into my room last night and like scared the crap out of me like i was absolutely terrified and you know it was really mean to do to me considering that i had like my exams and stuff like the next day and um everyone's like it wasn't me it wasn't me like we didn't go in like and i believe that like the murphy girls are pretty good with each other like they wouldn't do that now to wind one another up especially because they're literally the biggest scaredy cats ever like do not like scary movies don't like all that stuff at all where like my family is like all obsessed with that but you know she's getting mad and then my uncle kevin comes into the kitchen he's like girls like what's going on and ella had like explained like you know what had happened to her last night and then my uncle kevin turns to her and he's like oh he's like did you know like the sliding patio door which is in their dining room like it's all open concept between like their kitchen and their dining room and there's like a door then going down the hallway to the bedrooms that it was left wide open that whole night and ella just started freaking the fuck out she couldn't sleep for like nights after that after she had known that like her patio door that goes into like the dining room with the main area which is like literally like you know probably a 20 step 
walk to her bedroom from there was left wide open. So she's like, I don't know if it was someone or if it was something, but it did happen and she was wide awake for it. And, you know, when she told me that story, I was literally, I had, so I have goosebumps right now, still even thinking about it, but the place we're staying in Montana, all of like the cousins and everything and Chris were all sleeping down on like the, it was like the biggest bedroom and it had like four double beds and then someone had to like sleep on the floor on like a blow up mattress and stuff. And, but it was covered in windows and there was not one blind in the window. So like you were just like staring out to pitch black, like in the middle of the countryside and like in Montana, it was so scary. And I remember being absolutely terrified that night and everyone's like falling asleep. And I'm like, I'm actually scared guys. Like I'm so, so scared. And we're like waking up Chris. I'm like, I can't stop looking out the window. And I'm like, you're literally surrounded by windows. And the only light that you have is literally from the moon. So that's one of my scariest stories that I'm adding on to this podcast today, this episode. Um, so yeah, if you have any scary stories, please send them my way. Uh, I want to know them or, you know, just anything creepy like that. Um, but that one I thought was absolutely terrifying. So, um, that's it then for today's episode. I can't believe we're almost like basically halfway through October. It's just pure madness. Um, and also I'm basically recording this again at the beginning of October. Like it's only October 4th today but this will be coming out in like two weeks time but yesterday it was actually my cousin Ella's birthday so um happy 25th birthday I hope you had a good one um and she's a nurse in London right now and she's working really really hard during COVID and like you know like London is almost on like the verge of being shut down again so uh thank you to you and all your friends who are nurses for working so so hard um yeah my cousin Ella is literally the best I love her so much so yeah happy birthday I don't know if you're going to be listening to this because she hates like, well, I don't know if she hates it, but she definitely isn't as, as obsessed with it as I am with true crime. But yep, so that's it for today's episode. Please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, um, and then keep an eye on my Instagram for the pictures of uh, Josef Fritzl, or Schnitzel as I like to call him. Um, and yeah, definitely watch that show. It's uh, it's pretty messed up. But anyways, guys, I hope you have a f- fantastic weekend and uh, yeah, happy listening. Bye bye. <laughs>